Welcome to this week's Red Voices, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for stopping by. I might seem a bit ridiculous to be complaining about a football match, given everything that's happening in the world right now, but... <laughs> Paul's here with me to sift through the debris of another frustrating afternoon at Old Trafford after United's 1-1 draw with Arsenal. Paul, vocalise your feelings for me, please. Uh, it's just infuriating, isn't it? It really is. Because um, it's not like it's a one-off either. You know, we've had no. three home games in a row now where we've been just by far the better team, completely dominant, created plenty of chances, and we've scored, is it two goals? Two goals? Yeah, Dos. two goals. Yes, two goals. Yeah, and conceded two goals. So, um, yeah, just really disappointing, you know, because if it was just if it was this game in isolation you could you could you could deal with that but it's the fact that it, it seems to be becoming a bit of a, a bit of a trend yes well the stoke game was the the start of it where yeah. we disappointing results where we just we've been the better side at home and you know left very little at the other end of the park then it was the Burnley game which was you know in isolation again a ridiculous game but at least something you could say as you pointed out when we last you know we last uh, spoke about it when we recorded mm. it's something you could sort of build on yeah but then today mm. it's just well, it's, it's. I mean, it it doesn't look as bad now, purely because we haven't necessarily fallen any further behind the top of the table. You know, mm. obviously, uh, Chelsea play Middlesbrough on Sunday, so th- yeah. <laughs> there's that to consider. But you know, Liverpool didn't win, uh, and then unfortunately, obviously, the flip side of that is that Spurs did win. So yeah. technically, our uh, our gap to the to the you know getting any further up the table has just widened. Yeah. So yeah, for every good thing you could look at several bad things and in particular looking at that match today it's just so 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 disappointing. You know, I mean initially I got a little bit I was a bit too down after the game and suggesting that we're out of the tire race because mm. I just felt like we weren't clinical enough, you know, we weren't we we have struggled so much in these situations of late that I just thought now we're done. But I guess it does feel a little bit better a couple of hours later, but still, there, there is nothing that's going to detract from that sense of crushing disappointment when Giroud headed that goal in at the end, is there? No, I mean that's the thing is that's what we used to do all the times with the teams, and it, it is such a crushing blow when it's right at the end of the game. There's so little time to do anything about it, um, and for me, one of the, the most worrying aspects is the, the, the. I don't know what it is. Is it is it a lack of concentration? Is it a sense of panic, a lack of leadership, is it all those things where we just can't seem to see a game out? I mean, because we were just absolutely in control. Oh, they have offered nothing. Nothing. Oh, I mean, apart from that one header from Sanchez in the early often. Yeah, and even that. Thing, they, they were just, they were fucking touchy. Yeah, they were abysmal. But and also, but I think we, we played pretty well. I mean, it's, you know, certainly in, in, in long sort of patches, I thought we, we looked excellent at times. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I, I you know look at the lineup, and you know obviously the defence was always going to be a little bit unfamiliar with Smalling out and and Bailly out as well. Yeah. And you know Valencia came back in, and, and and again, I've said this before. This is a man that we have you know ripped to bits on this podcast yeah. in the past. But good grief, he's great. He's fantastic. He has played really, really well since Mourinho has come in. He really has. I think you say we've written to shreds, and, and we have in terms of his play. But I think not, I don't think any of us have ever questioned his commitment and his um, work ethic and his the fact that he loves to play playing for Manchester United. Um, but now he's combining that with just. I mean, it's just it's that the Valencia of old, that blistering pace. He's willing to take on a man again. And I don't know how, what how Mourinho has done it, but he's getting the best out of him again. And it's fantastic to see. It is, yes. I mean, Darwin, again, didn't have too much of a, of a bad 
first half on the left no. uh, left back slot, considering that again that's not really where you should be playing. No, but still, I mean the the broader point I was going to make out was that I thought that centre back duo of Phil Jones and Marcus Rocco. It's difficult looking at that match to say that they really put a foot wrong all game and. I was almost looking for a problem. Mm. I was looking for a mistake and I was looking for a reason to criticise to a certain extent. But honestly, I mean, you know, Marcus Rocco is obviously, you know, he's got his limitations and so does Phil Jones. But I thought they they dealt with mostly everything that came their way particularly well. I thought Rocco was doing well on the clearances. I thought, you know, there was that one incredible moment where Phil Jones decided he was going to do a Chris Smalling and try and run it out from defence. That didn't end well. No. But still, no, I, I thought the back four in particular I thought they were pretty much damn near perfect for the entire game and that wasn't something I was expecting to say at the start of the game No I mean I think Rocco and, and Jones um, I mean Rocco, obviously Jones only played the last two games but I think Rocco's actually played pretty well since he's, since he's sort of been forced to come in um, it's starting from a low bar with him obviously because his, his performances for so long have been abysmal but I think he's done well and, and Phil Jones considering he's not played at all this season until the Swansea match again, you know he looks he's, he's looked pretty good. I, I don't know about I mean the Arsenal's goal obviously Rashford has to take the the lion's share of the responsibility, and it was a hell of a good header and and you know when when a player as big as Giroud is sort of flying in like that it is hard to defend against. You do wonder whether if Eric Bay had been there, whether it would have got through. You know I don't know who knows. I mean to be fair, I, I thought given what Mourinho's got at his disposal at the minute. That was pretty much the perfect lineup. I mean, you know, again, Mkhitaryan not being there wasn't even a surprise. I didn't even realise that he wasn't there until someone pointed it out. Not no. because I was, you know, surprised that he wasn't there. It's because I didn't expect him to be there. No, he's almost becoming a bit of a forgotten man now, isn't he? Whatever's gone on there, I, mean, I don't know if it, if it's salvageable really. Because if it was, surely it would have happened by now. Well, I mean, we can talk about the lack of Mkhitaryan and that's definitely something that at the minute I still feel like we've got such little information on mm. that we're essentially just speculating. It's just guesswork, but isn't it? It is, but regardless, you look at the how well Matt has done playing through the centre and actually playing on the right side of attack as well this season. Yeah, he's had a fantastic season. He really has. And at each time that he plays at the minute, over the last month or so, I feel like it further strengthens the notion that keeping him at Old Trafford was a really good decision by Mourinho. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, again, you know, when Mourinho came in, immediately everyone was thinking, oh, well, that's Matters, you know, career over. But when he got rid of him from Chelsea, I mean, I don't know, mate. He obviously, he obviously sees something in Matter now that he, that he feels is um, useful to United, to this United side. And can't understand why he keeps on taking him off. Um, it's been pointed out to me that he may, maybe had a bit of a knock today, but he seems to get substituted every single week at the moment. And he does. I don't. It's bizarre. Think he has completed a full league game for us so far this season. No. I could be wrong on that one. He's Doesn't either, he's like either started on the bench or been substituted, hasn't he? Almost every time we look worse without him. We do. What did you make of Pogba though? I thought Pogba was fantastic today. Well, not not fantastic. That's probably a bit too far, but he showed. You know, flashes of real brilliance, and I think he is start, really starting to um, impose himself a bit more on games. But I think that um, having Michael Carrick behind him is a big help. Yeah, he knew that having Michael Carrick behind you might be a little bit better than having Marouane Fellaini nearby. Oh, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
yeah, I, I get the the physical aspect of Fellaini. I think, you, particularly in that game against Liverpool, it did work to a certain extent. But I think that kind of blunts us going through the middle. Absolutely. And I thought Carrick ran that game really, really well. I think you yeah. know all, all three of our midfielders. You know, Herrera again showing great urgency. You know, he's just he made his, his uh, full Spain debut at Tuesday. And yeah, he's a fantastic player. Yeah, he's really come into his own since Mourinho's come into the team. You know, he's taken on an extra dimension. It looks like a really important player for us now. It gives us a good bit of drive. Let's talk about that 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 flashpoint moment in the first half. Then uh, Nacho Monreal and Valencia after Valencia essentially skinned him. Do you reckon it was a penalty? I think it was. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying it was completely blatant. I wouldn't go quite that far. I don't think um, it was definitely a penalty for me, but. You know, with that kind of thing, from a referee's perspective, I suppose it could have looked like just a coming together, if you know what I mean. But when you see the replays, he's just put his arm in front of him. I mean, it's just a clear penalty. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) not if you're Gary Neville, of course. (laughs) Or Jamie Redknapp jumping on with his mate and saying, no, no, I don't think it's a penalty either. But um, at first I thought, oh my God, how has that not been given? Mm. And then my initial thought on seeing uh, Mourinho on the touchline was, right, well, at some point today, he's going to say something that's getting banned from the touchline. That's just a given. I'm surprised he hasn't done so far, to be fair. I'm sure the FA will probably leave you a charge at him at some stage, but there we go. I, I, I'm i kind of six to one half a dozen the other of it, to be fair. I, I can see why it should have been given, but I can also see why it wasn't given. Yeah, exactly. I think that's how I feel. And also, to be honest with you, I mean... We have had a few penalty shots. We had a penalty shot against City as well, didn't we? At least one. Well, I mean, there was that one time where Claudio Bravo basically took out Yeah, Rini. he hacked Rooney down, yeah. And Mourinho said, I think, today, something along the lines of, you know, we, we, are, we are the unlucky team in the Premier League. And maybe he's got a point, but, you know, we should have been out of sight. By the time they, they equalised, we should have been out of sight. Uh, you can't rely on referees, for goodness sake. You just cannot rely on referees and refereeing decisions and, and luck and things like that. You make your own luck. Um, we had enough chances to kill the game today. And we're just not doing that, you know. 1-0 is never a safe score. Uh, so we, we, we're we the architects of our own downfall at the moment, really. It's difficult to disagree with that to to a certain extent, mate. I, I, I really want to try, because I was so negative after the game and I was so gutted about the score, I really want to try and at least pull something positive out of it. But it is so difficult... Because we've been here a couple of times already this season. I think there are plenty of positives, to be honest. Okay. Oh, all right, well, go on, give me one. Compared, compared to this to last season, for the majority of last season, you know, we, we, it was... it was, we, And I keep on saying this, I know it's getting a bit repetitive, but we're so boring to watch. And we're not boring to watch anymore. That's a positive. You know, we've got players like Juan Mata, Ander Herrera, Valencia, Pogba, all starting to come into some form, all looking good. That's that's a positive. We've got one of the best goalkeepers in the world. That's a positive. We've got in Eric Bay a fantastic-looking young defender. That's a huge positive. You know, he's a big, he's a massive miss. He's our, he's our, been one of our players of the season so far. Huge miss. So th- I think there are plenty of positives. I think things are starting to come together. It's just not happening anywhere near as quickly as we'd like, and as I suppose a lot of people are demanding, including the media, because of all the money spent. Yeah, I mean the money spent doesn't really worry me too much. No, I mean neither. Money, so it may as well use it's more it. of a media like, and an opposition fan thing, isn't it? That yeah, I mean it will be interesting to see how this result is received to a certain extent, primarily because 
you can look at it as United throwing two points away. But it's, you know, I've, I've also been quite heartened to see the fact that people are focused on Arsenal mm. and their deficiencies and saying immediately with a performance like that, that they are really going to struggle to win the league. But again, you know, there's there's also resilience if we're going to look at it from an Arsenal yeah, perspective. Yeah, I was going to say, saying, yeah. They had nothing in that game and then scored right at the death, essentially. And we, we used to do that all the time under Fergie, didn't we? You know, play like drains and then... Still so long ago. We, we did, didn't we? You know, we, we'd, we'd be awful and then come away with a point or three points or whatever, even, be, you know... And it, we did we did this to them, but worse, mm. two years ago under Van Gaal when we, we got that 2-1 at the Emirates in, the, in one of the funniest yeah. <laughs> games of all time. So it's a bit of a taste for our own medicine in a way. It's that just, is true. It's a very bitter true. taste, but, you know, you've got to take it on the chin, really, haven't you? Absolutely. The positives to take out of the, of the game today are, that for, for the most part, we managed that game very, very well. Yeah, we you did. Know, Arsenal were pressing very high from the off, and that was forcing us to play the ball back to De Gea and then kick it out. And you know, in previous seasons, I don't think we would have gotten through that game at all. You know, in this one, mm. when we had the chance to attack, we move in the ball quickly. There was, you know, there was pace. There was a directness to the play, and it was really good to see. You know, there was. Uh, couple of flashes across goal uh, Pogba with that ball after he just basically gazumped I think it was Koscielny mm. uh, that really good chance that Mata carved out and then it was Martial who had a pretty good game for the most part I can kind of understand why he came off when he did for Rooney but at the same time no I thought that front three and with Pogba behind them was really interesting and exciting when we actually had the chance to attack which is great that was really encouraging to see yeah. and again you know, the only apart from maybe that one chance where uh uh, Ozil and Sanchez combined and mm. it was pulled back and Phil Jones got the clearance I didn't really and that Sanchez header early on Arsenal didn't threaten at all in that no, first half no, they had, much, they had yeah. nothing to do really did he well no shots on target until Giroud headed in yeah I think you're right there are plenty of, and, and that, like you say that forward line it, it does look fantastic and it's you know, a lot of pace and I think Martial he's had a really sluggish start to the season hasn't he but there are signs that he's starting to I mean, he's nowhere near the levels of last season yet, but there are signs that he's starting to come good again. I think it's just it's kind of his, his end product at the moment that's a bit bit off, really. I actually thought today that Ibrahimovic could have had a had a bit of a field day, just with his power and you know bullying the the, the Arsenal defenders and stuff. I think he could have actually. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how we would have dealt with uh, Mustafi and Koscielny because no, he struggled on a couple of occasions today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even you know. I mean, it's ifs and buts, isn't it? We'll never know, but, you know, a stupid yellow card for him to get, really, against Swansea. Yeah, I mean, at least that's only the one-game suspension. The only worry now is, is that I think Pogba's now one game away himself from getting suspended and uh, <laughs> lacking his drive in midfield at the minute, given how much we seem to struggle to get through games and at least go on and win them at the minute. That's going to be difficult to take. Because he is going to get suspended at some point. That is just a thing that is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, I mean, yes, that front six, you know, Carrick and Herrera and Pogba and Mata and Martial and Rashford, there's a basis for something really interesting and yeah. really exciting there. Absolutely. But then again, you know, I thought when Rooney came on, I thought he did pretty well. He did I really well, he yeah. Did. Was it? I think it was his first touch, was it? That was, it was just like classic Rooney first touch. And then after that, he, he just, yeah, he, he, was, he was really good. Yeah, well, if we're going to be picking at it with a fine tooth comb, the free kick right at the death was <laughs> fucking terrible. It is. I don't no, know. Maybe in the box. Maybe Just it's pass part it of the. Maybe it's part of the tactics, and Mourinho tells him to do this because Rocco had that that shot against Burnley. Like maybe it's like right when it's in injury time, there's literally seconds left to go. Do something absolutely absurd. 
just you know maybe that's maybe that's what he's telling us to do. I don't know. Do something they're not expecting to the point where Herrera wasn't even expecting it. Yeah, <laughs> yes, such That'll a do. waste, wasn't it? Oh dear, yeah. so bad. But so I think I think the wind had gone out of our sails at that point. And that's another thing that's kind of worrying, is that you know they scored on. I think that we still had the four minutes of injury time, didn't? Yes, we did. And you didn't feel like I didn't get the sense that we were going to get the winner. You know what I mean? There wasn't that kind of energy and drive and that sort of pumping balls forward and and you know banging on the door that there used to be in the, in sort of in Fergie's heyday. Mm. It did feel like the wind had gone out of sails a bit, and I think that's something that needs to be sorted out because you've seen with Spurs this evening, you know, eight or nine minutes are two one down, and then they win three two. You know, it can yeah. happen. You know, anything can happen in football. It takes it takes just a, you know a few minutes to score two three goals, but yeah. We just can't really seem to do that anymore. Uh, I mean, I think that will come in time because I think that that is something that Mourinho will demand from from this club and this team. You know, that will improve and it has to improve. And United's ability to hold on to a positive scoreline has just got to get better. And I think it will. I think it's just frustrating now that the warning signs have been there. You know, we saw against Stoke when we went 1-0 up having dominated that game and it was just one slip and we didn't kill the game off beforehand yeah and then we got punished and arguably again in that game we should have you know won it right at the death anyway mm. but you know we've been in the situation enough times already now and Mourinho will know how to handle it and i think I he think and the so, players yeah. will be desperately and deeply disappointed by what happened because there's no way we deserve to draw that oh no and absolutely yeah, and it's but it's not a case of feeling you know sorry for ourselves and feeling hard done by. The reason that happened was because we are playing a decent team at the end of the day, mm. and we didn't kill the game off. And Absolutely, that's something that we're going to have to improve at. As I said, I thought our game management for most of the ninety minutes was great, but if yeah. you're going to try and grab a one goal victory over a team like Arsenal, then you have to be on it for the entire game. And it was just that one moment where we didn't have full concentration and we were punished. It must be so frustrating for Mourinho, isn't it? Because you know, he's literally built his managerial career on solid defences and being able to close out 1-0, 1-0 games and stuff like that. You know, I can remember, was it, when it was first in at Chelsea? If they went 1-0 up, that was it. Game over. That's pretty much game over, yeah. yeah. It, was, it must be so frustrating for him. The only thing you can say for that is that it's clear that our... You know, attack is our best form of defence. Yeah. So I'd argue that it's actually arguably much. Argue that it's arguably good grief. <laughs> I'd argue that it makes much more sense for us to lead with our attack as opposed to relying too much on our defence. And that means that when we do have a one 0 win, trying to kill the game off, trying to force the issue as opposed to just hoping for the best in defence. Well, that was a mistake. I mean, do you know where the matter was injured today? All I was going to say was because that that substitution when because he brought on Schneiderlin for matter, didn't he? And that mm. absolutely baffled me. Like, it didn't baffle me. I could see what he was trying to do. Like you say, close the game out. We've always been so bad at doing that. And Arsenal, was even at that point, were offering nothing. So I don't know why we didn't just sort of like crack on and, and try and get a second. I'm just watching a quick video of uh, his goal celebration, though. Jumping in to uh, which, <laughs> the south-west here. That was lovely. Which he got booked for, didn't he? He did. Gosh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Taking aside that ridiculous rule and Andre Mariner's, you know, remit to actually give that booking, sod it. You know, it, I love that man. What a great finish. What a great goal. Talk to me about that one biggest positivity out of the day, please. Oh, it was a beautiful goal. Really, really beautiful goal. Like everything about mm. it. 
you know the, the the whole move it was slick it was quick it was technically brilliant the finish was absolutely sublime um the celebration even that followed it was was perfect and it, Arsenal just couldn't handle us you know when we scored that goal they, they couldn't handle it it was it was it was too much for them you know power pace strength and precision just absolutely beautiful I think the only disappointing thing after that was that we didn't create a little bit more. The only chance that really stands out in my mind is Rocco's header. That was a brilliant cross by Blind when he came on mm. with Army in the second half. And Rocco just couldn't quite guide it in, inside the far post. But apart from that, I don't necessarily think we had too many moments where we said, oh, we really should have killed the game off there. And I think that kind of fed into this feeling that we were, to a certain extent, settling for what we had. Yeah, which, like I say, we've never been good at. And, um, you know, putting on a player like Schneiderlin and entrusting him with, with that kind of remit when he's played so little football this season is always going to be a bit of a risk, really, isn't it? I mean, his confidence must be absolutely shattered. Not that I'm blaming him, by the way. It's not, it wasn't his fault at all. But when you put a player like Schneiderlin on, everyone knows that that's it. You're shooting up shop. That's now your tactics for the last, however long it was, 10 minutes or whatever. Hmm... I don't want to think about that goal anymore, Paul. Let's think about something positive. Oh, wait, there isn't anything. Um... <laughs> no, I think there is. There is there's plenty of positives. Um, I just can't think of any at the moment. Mm, yes, well, let's just enjoy the let's just enjoy this morose attitude for a little while. Longer, <laughs> uh, I mean, let's see. We've got the uh, the mighty Feyenoord in the Europa League on uh, on Thursday night at Old Trafford. This is that today was the first of four home games in a row. Yeah. We've got uh, West Ham in the league. Uh, next Sunday and then play them again three days later in the the EFL Cup. So yeah, uh, it's the start of a pretty big period. How do you see United coping with it? Uh, so hard to say, isn't it, at the moment? Um, I mean, you know, on paper you'd look at all those, most of those fixtures and, and, and think, well, I mean, Feyenoord, we should beat Feyenoord. I'm not sure I really I, mean, I do want to. I always want United to win, but... <laughs> That bloody yeah, competition. Like you care very much. That bloody competition. It, 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 I, I genuinely think it's so damaging, you know, the Europa League. But I think we'll beat them. West Ham. I mean, they're having a terrible season. We should be. We should be beating them fairly easily, really, you know. And then EFL Cup. Was West Ham? Is it West Ham again? Yeah. It is. Yes, West Ham twice in three days. Didn't that happen last season as well? Like, uh, we played West Ham loads last season because we played them in the FA Cup and had a replay and stuff. So, and then we played them in the league shortly yep, afterwards. Four games against them last season. Yeah, bloody Lucky West Ham because they're lovely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And no, I think I think we should. They are in. They're in much worse form than us. So, I think within, within the next couple of weeks, things should look a lot rosier. Yes, yes. That, that, that's what I'm holding on to. You know, <laughs> it's more hope than expectation at the moment, though, isn't it? It is, it is, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest, it, it's fine to be disappointed with that result. It wasn't a game that we should have drawn or lost, and especially because of the way we played, whilst we were all hoping that we'd come out and perform and give out a really positive performance, because we played so well, that makes it so much more disappointing that we didn't get the win. Because perhaps before the game you might have thought, ah, one one against a team that's playing pretty well this season, that's not such a bad result. But still... Anyway, Paul, we'll do a couple of Twitter questions to finish off the night, Paul. I think that's probably yep. the best bet for this evening. Okay, Srikath Nima asks, are we unlucky or are we just not good enough this season? I think we, we probably have had a few dodgy decisions against us, but I think you make your own luck. And we've, we've had more than enough chances 
Um, certainly in the last three home games, to have taken nine points from them. I'd agree with that. At Mighty Mike asks, too early or too late to send out a search party for Mkhitaryan? Too late, I think. <clears throat> you think he's gone? I think he's going. I mean, I just oh, think... do already. Yeah, I just think... I mean, I don't know. Like you said, what I said before, it's all conjecture, isn't it? But I just think if it was going to get sorted out, it would have been sorted out by now. I mean, he's clearly not injured anymore. I mean, how's he... Because Mourinho's, Mourinho's excuse has been, oh, you know, I don't think he's quite ready for the Premier League. Well, how's he going to get read, like used to the Premier League without playing in it at all? So Miguel Delaney did a piece for ESPN just saying that uh, Mkhitaryan is the one who moans most about Manchester in the weather. Ah, really? And apparently that's something that Mourinho has taken note of. Well, there's so many players that have done that over the years, aren't there? What, moaned about Manchester? About Manchester, yeah. Oh um, gosh, I mean, Evra's wife hated it. Yeah, Tevez, I think it was more when he was at City, but he, he moaned about it a lot. Yeah. Di Maria, there have been plenty, and I just think it's a bit of a lame excuse. You know, you chose to come here, surely you had a look around the city first. Well, apparently not. No, no apparently I mean, not. I, I guess a lot, of, a lot of players just sort of assume that it's nice. And it is nice, I love Manchester, I don't get how they can be so mean. No, I mean, it's a great city. The weather is. is crap, but, you know, you get used to that. Just get yeah. buy a big coat. Exactly. Buy a big coat, you know, sort yourself out, be laughing. It's not like they, can, they can afford a big coat. They can afford, like, numerous big coats. Coats? They coats. can afford They can afford a house of big coats if they yeah. wanted to. Yeah, literally, buy themselves a house and fill it with big coats. Yeah, that'll work. Maybe that'll make them feel better and sort out their football skills. That actually might but be now, easier I'm... just to move clubs, actually, they might, innit? No, um, Mkhitaryan. Um, I really want him to come good. I mean, I, I really want him because he's a fantastic player. Yeah, but I just don't see it at, at this point. I think you know it, it just looks bad. No, well, I mean to be fair, if uh, Matter and or Lingard are providing something on the right hand side of the pitch, or the two of them are playing quite well, then that kind of lessens the uh, the impact of Mkhitaryan not being a starring player for the team at the minute. I think and it. It's frustrating that we just haven't really even been given a chance to watch him yet. Like we've not seen him. You know, obviously there was that pretty dreadful first half against City, but other than that, what's a few few minutes against Southampton where he looked really good and you know he, he was so good for Dortmund. It would be a massive shame if you know if he was sold in January or whatever, and we hadn't even had a chance to watch him play for us. Mike also asks, why are the refs so shit? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they have been for years. I, I, I don't think they're any more shit than they used to be. To be honest with you, no, I don't think Mariner was that bad today. I mean, I think I, it, I, again, again it, it's difficult because it kind of sounds like if you're moaning about the referee that you're making excuses. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm not a hundred percent convinced fully that, in particular, the uh, the Monreal tackle on Valencia should have been a penalty. I can see why it should have been given. But I don't think you can look at that moment and say that cost us the game because it was nil-nil and it didn't cost us the no, game. No, it didn't cost us the game. I, no, think, I just think, you know, every season, every game, you can find something to moan about about the refs. It's a, it's a tough job and mm. they do get a lot of decisions wrong. But it's part of the game. You, you know, you can't, like I said earlier, you can't rely on referees. You've got you to you gotta do it yourself. You've got to do the business yourself, haven't you? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Uh, Mike also asked, oh, you've mentioned that the weekend is ruined. Now, to be fair, I fully agree with that. I hate it when United play uh, the lunchtime kickoff yeah. and then a bad result is ensuing. Or well, to be fair, it, it's, it's, I'm not necessarily sure what's worse because then if you play on the Sunday afternoon, then you're waiting all weekend and you've got to watch everyone else play. Mm. And then we're there at the end of it. And to be fair, the, the possibility of the ruination of the weekend is slightly lessened. But at the same time, 
oh no the, the Saturday lunchtime kickoff and having to go through the rest of the weekend after a bad result it's never pleasant it's my least favourite kickoff time for so many reasons half 12 on a Saturday it's not very practical it's is just it? rubbish yeah oh well the Cash Patil asks why is Jose's United so fragile and vulnerable um, I think because it's not quite Jose's United yet I think there's a lot of players who have uh, who, are, who are still incredibly brittle who are who aren't Mourinho type of players I think I think there's going to be quite a lot of changes maybe not in January but certainly next summer I think um, I'd love to know what Mourinho thinks of some of the players in this squad at the moment. I don't think that's printable. All right, well, let's have a couple of score predictions for the upcoming games. Uh, Feyenoord on Thursday. Uh, 3-1 to United. Okay, and what about West Ham in the league? Uh, God, it'll probably be a draw, won't it? But um... oh, Don't say that. <laughs> no, let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's say 3-0 to United. Manchester I'll go for uh, yeah. Th- thank you for that distinction. Uh, I'll go four three one. I reckon we'll come from behind, but actually end strongly. Cool, that'll do me. But I'm not necessarily sure what I'm basing that on. Well, Never mind. I'll, I'll take a one scrappy, hideous one nil. To be honest with you, that'd be beautiful at this that, stage. That, that, would, that would warm the cockles. <laughs> Great stuff. Paul, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Guys, thank you very much for joining us as well. You can get Paul on the Twitter at, at PaulGunning1. You can get me at, at Ewan Lennett. You can get the pod at, at RedVoicesMUFC. And you can get our blog at RedVoicesMUFC.wordpress.com. Have a cracking week. We'll speak to you soon. Take care.